What's up, everybody? It has been a minute, but your boy is back. Silence. And as you can see, switching it up, switching up the title a little bit. Um, silence is heard. Thoughts of silence, you know, was the old name, but switching it up now. So it's now the Silence is Heard podcast. And, uh, yeah, for all of you that's been listening, I appreciate it. And today... We got what you could call, I guess, a kind of a, per- a perfect storm, given what's been going on. And uh, if you look at the title, you know, what I wanted to do was talk about two of my favorite projects from this year so far, 2020. One, Alfredo by Freddie Gibbs, and The Price of Tea in China by Boldy James. Now, I wanted to take a look at both these projects. One, because, like I said, I really enjoy them. And they're both produced by Alchemist. And I don't know if it's officially launched, but I'm pretty sure that he did. Yeah, I think he did just launch his own um, uh, label, uh, production label and stuff like that. So, you know, that's real. That's tight for him. And can't wait to see what else he does, you know, 2020 and beyond. Because, man... Uh, he had been in my ear the last few years, what with Fetty and stuff like that, and tracks here and there, like Montana Talk 3. Like, I knew he was dope. I've been knowing he was dope. But something about uh, what he's been doing this year has just really resonated with me. And so I wanted to give both these a look and give him, like, a just like a big shout out overall. Because, you know, both these MCs, he crafted some immaculate beats for him. <clears throat> and then also, uh, I just thought it was funny, you know, just a little, you know, shoot the shit a little bit about how freaking that man Freddie Gibbs on Twitter, him and Ag going back and forth, and that whole thing was crazy, and I believe the situation now is, I think his Twitch ban is lifted, and he's back, going back to conference, I think he was only off conference for two days, but it wasn't even for the Freddie Gibbs shit, it was for uh, Chrissy Teigen, you know what I'm saying, so that, going at them, I guess that what you get apparently that's how so kind of clout they got but uh, but yeah man that whole situation to see academics just going off like that it was really it's been seeing a lot of that with this quarantine and, and stuff lately a lot of people you know, on Twitter and a lot of people that just are, are kind of like fans of his that kind of perpetuate that kind of behavior of just really talking and talking and talking but not really wanting to I don't know, I don't know, I'm kind of going off on a tangent but that Freddie Gibbs situation kind of made me laugh and then I know The Price of Tea in China actually had a uh, deluxe edition release not too long ago added four more tracks um, and I can touch on those at the uh, end of this uh, discussion but yeah, I uh, saw that they were scalpers and stuff trying to buy, buy, buy them up. And I'm like, man, y'all are, y'all are just only should have making money. I don't even, like, yeah, y'all are buying it and supporting it. But at the same time, y'all just buying helicopters so that we all can flip it. That's ridiculous. Yet other people get a shot to, you know, to buy the stuff. So, I don't know, seeing how... These two albums that came out, one, I think Price of Tea in China came out in February, and Alfredo in May, 
I've seen how Twitter kind of brought these two things back into the fold for me recently. And then just, you know, getting additional songs on top of that. I've just really uh wanted to, you know, give a look, kind of compare them. So, um, let's see, where to start? Well... Um, this is my first time listening to a Boldy James project. Alfredo, I mean Alfredo, uh, <laughs> Freddie. I've been listening to him for about uh, since uh, "You Only Live Twice" came out. That's the first project that I really played all the way through and was like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna be checking for this dude. And this is the so this being the first year that I'm listening to Boldy, I really do enjoy him, man. Like his flow while monotone, it keeps me engaged. Like every track and his bars are equally mellow and menacing and layered and, and Freddie's nice too like he's been displayed like that flow that he has and um hell, I even think that you know his feature outdoes Benny's feature on Boldy's project you know but I mean not on his own project but they kind of even you know all right you know what so we're gonna let's just go ahead get into it first i'm gonna look at uh I'm just gonna look at each album track by track and then break down what i look at when i compare albums and stuff like that and give you an idea of which one i think is better so um and again just my opinion and stuff but you know i'm down to have any type of discussion and stuff like that if you want to talk about you know if neither of these two or if you don't even like these albums you know and you want to discuss why you know let's let's talk about it but if you like it or if you recommend a, another project from these two that i might not have uh, heard you know what i'm saying from back in the day or something then go ahead and uh, let me know but go ahead so price of tea in china starts off with Caruth and I think that's a good intro um that line about uh his grandma fussing about you know what's all the fuss about cut me in or cut it out talking about him you know coming in and not the house yeah that's what she said coming in and out the house and oh that was a slick line how you know grandparents and parents and stuff will let that stuff slide a lot of the times if you give them something you know on the side and uh, something I didn't know about it was I think his name is Ray Carruth I didn't know that the song title was uh, a reference to him so looking up that story um, I recommend y'all look it up it was uh, definitely interesting and uh, from what I hear it's not really something that a lot of people uh, talk about so so yeah Ray Carruth uh, good intro uh, the next it goes into Giant Slide and I'll, right now I'll touch on it the transitions on this album man they get me every single time to this day when I listen to it and that he comes in spazzing. That first verse on Giant Slide is definitely up there for one of the best verses of the year. Um, then Surf and Turf, crazy second verse. I thought his flow throughout the whole song was nice, and the that beat it feels. I love Surf and Turf. It really feels like you're out on a beach, you know, says uh, chilling, but at the same time, like it's also got this menacing feel to it. And then you know Vince Staples, he comes in, he killed it. He always kills it, man. Ben Staples is definitely uh, can't wait for him to to drop something new. I know he dropped that FM. I think it was a couple years ago. I listened to it a couple times. I need to give it another look because because uh, yeah, his verses this year have been really on point. And then Surf and Turf goes into Run In, that little skit that they have in there. 
was a nice and then in the background you know it's a unique beat with that running in the background the whole time and the way he has a play on run like throughout the whole song running back running back and i don't know that song right there was a definitely a nice um nice feeling interlude and then that transitions to scrape the bowl and ball oh shit him and benny killed it and oh man i know i said we'll, we'll, we'll get to that we'll get to that they they're trading bars on the course i thought that was tight and then that whole thing he had at the that bowl he had at the end of his verse about uh make sure you double count and give a fuck how long it take to count that whole um sequence leading up to that i thought that was real tight and then benny killed it he did his thing you know what i'm saying it was a i thought it was a, a real nice solid benny verse you know which a solid benny verse is you know already you know pretty pretty decent so so yeah scrape the bowl was nice and then that i love the little skit at the end that plays before pinto where he previews a few of the bars and they're just like sounds like they're just in the studio chilling or something like that really what it sounds like to me but then pinto i feel like i'm gonna be playing this song for years i love the instrumentation on it and this man's just got solid bars throughout please if you want to check out this whole album please at least check out pinto <laughs> uh the chorus and his flow throughout again um real nice but then that goes into what i actually have to consider it might be my favorite track on the album which is slow road the way the bass kicks on this is 10 out of 10 absolutely and the second verse man 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 i loved it the whole line about the rick's chip from the ricochet wipe a op off the hit list lie ride with his misfits ride ride with this big bitch that shit was hard man oh man yeah slow roll is definitely uh um it's got it's got stiff competition but slow roll i think might come out on top is my favorite uh song off that album and then snort like i said freddie that second verse he killed it and i think that it even how does i mean him and benny was nice but i think freddie he might have got him a little bit on that one and snort the way that that sounded so dark that was such an evil beat man that beat on that one really matched the tone of the the lyrics that they were spitting so again alchemist just knowing how to craft something you know real nice for for his mcs and then man that song just when i'm get hype that song get me hype immediately freddie's verse is on another level that flow was ridiculous and gray october him and evidence they did a good job you know what i'm saying slowed it down uh, I, you could tell like that was a beat that was a beat made for evidence i feel like you know like he just got that laid back chill voice and stuff so he was that was a perfect match right there and um a good uh way to let the adrenaline died out <laughs> in my blood when I'm driving because because yeah Grey October definitely lets me roll the, window, roll the windows you know what I'm saying Whew. air out a little bit but uh but yeah then it goes into Mustard that is an eerie chilling beat the lyrics on here that whole shit he said uh um what do you say trying to figure out we gonna take Junior that's that you know what I'm saying like putting them in that perspective I mean, that, uh, that, bi- that bad guy perspective, you know. I think, like he says in the next song, Speed Demon Freestyle, uh, 
we always root for the bad guy, you know what I'm saying? And he, I think he plays up that role kind of well on some of these tracks, especially Mustard. But Speed Demon Freestyle, I love that beat. That, that beat, and he kills the whole thing. He just gets on it, I think it's about two and a half minutes long, maybe, and he's just killing it the entire time, nonstop. So, so yeah, big and fantastic way, because that goes in the phone bill, which I'd look as more of a good send-off. You know, it's not a like a banger of a of a of a outro it's just it's chill like you know it's like it's hard to believe this shit but it's so real you know what I'm saying he just he's chill with the lyrics and shit like that and then the way that it fades out and when you listen to this album on a loop it's pretty cool to hear you know it just fades out and goes back into Caruth but um yeah so Speed Demon Freestyle I consider that like the the grand finale you know what I'm saying and it was a hell of a finale indeed so yeah, Price of Tea in China definitely has got that. The transitions between each song make it endlessly replayable for me. And right now, in the way that I score my albums, I would have to give it uh, 20 points, you know what I'm saying? Uh, 20 points for 12 tracks. And a score of 167. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'll probably make a short little clip breaking that down, how I do it. I don't mean just to, so that way, you know, if y'all are ever curious and shit like that, y'all know how I look at it in my mind, you know. What, some kind of score system, because I want to start listening to a lot more music. So it's just something that I could easily reference and be like, okay, I like this album a little bit more than this one in this regard, you know. But that being said, next. We've got Alfredo, Alchemist, Freddie Gibbs, smashing their name together, throwing in the bowl, giving us a dope-ass album. Starts off with 1985, real nice guitar, sample going on. Um, he's not do- Freddie, at this point, it's like, his flow is good, and there are times like on Snort, versus T China, where it just feels like he's really going above and beyond with it and then there are times like 1985 where it feels like he's he's real comfortable he's just chill he's just doing his thing so it was definitely a good intro and um he then that goes into god is perfect really nice transition nice alchemist like transition and that beat is up there that's one of the top ones of the year and this is an example of freddie spazzing like he nah he's switching up his flow like crazy when he does the whole thing about Niggas had to be a miss with the whole damn click. And bitch couldn't aim that shit. He does it twice in the verse. And the chorus was uh, hype as well. So God is Perfect was um, definitely one of my favorite tracks on here. That goes into Scotty Bean, which very uh, timely track given what's uh, going on in the world. And it's a good Ross feature. You know, Rick Ross, he's been doing all right. I have yet to hear him do... Uh, well, I need to probably explore more Ross before I say... Uh, before I even make that statement <laughs> but but yeah um, Scotty Beam good track for sure that goes in the look at me it's okay I like it the more I listen to it it's grown on me a little bit more I think it's the beat that um, has yet to really pull me in some pockets of it can get me and some of it I just kind of like eh, just let it go but I really love the way that it transitions into Frank Lucas now that right there 
out of all the tracks I don't know out of all the tracks that might be the scariest one and then he comes in nice like this right here is how, how I say Benny he wasn't comfortable on Price of Tea in China but I would say here he is necessarily spazzing <laughs> so he comes in nice he does his thing on Alfredo and when he they let the beat breathe a little bit and then he comes back and just just cut more bars and then don't you come nigga like that's my shit all, all every time so yeah Frank Lucas definitely one of the top tracks and then it goes into something to rap about and it sounds like something because I gave Yacht 2 uh, by Alchemist a few listens I like a few of the tracks on there um, and I like the whole theme that he had going throughout with you know about boats and yachts and shit so this it really sounded like something that was supposed to be on there but was on Alfredo instead the good bars you know what I'm saying like I said it got that BG feel and Tyler Creator he had a, a nice verse I like the way that they split the song you know what I'm saying like I mean, I mean, it's not nothing unique, but I like how long um, Tyler's verse was, like I should just say. I thought it would be shorter. Like, there was a time where I thought it would be over. And I was like, okay, he's still going. Oh, okay, he's still going. So, yeah, you know, I thought something to rap about was, uh, was a good song. It just, in my personal opinion, sounded a little more, a little out of place. Like, it belonged more on uh, Yacht 2. And then Baby Shit, like I said, that one was, that was okay at first. And then it started growing on me a little bit more. Um... I think one thing that I started noticing like throughout this is outside of like the standout tracks, the beats weren't gripping me as much, but of course, like I said, they still doing, it's just like, I mean, Freddie's still doing his thing, you know what I'm saying? He's still riding the beats, he's still spinning the bars and stuff like that. It's just that I didn't get the, this like, I don't know. Like I didn't get you all in there like I thought I would. And it's only with a few songs, like uh, like I said, "Look at Me," and um, really that's it. Like "Baby Shit," I mean, not "Baby Shit." "Look at Me" is really the only song that has yet to like really, okay, fully immerse me in it. But the other songs, it's like okay, like I see what he's going for, and I'm just like, I think it's all right. But "Babies and Fools" after "Baby Shit," I think that that's a um, really good song a lot of variety in their bars uh conway did his thing i like when he switched up the subject matter like from verse to verse damn near or like from you know from bar to bar not verse to verse excuse me but um him and freddie you know make a good pairing on that track and that goes into skinny sug the beat stands out to me on this one I will say, for as much shit as I was just <laughs> just supposedly maybe talking, um, he definitely ends the Alchemist does the production in strong. Babies and Fools, Skinny Sug, and then All Glass. Again, the more I listen to the beat and the way Freddie's lyrics like layered over the beats, kind of kind of nicely. All Glass grew on me some more. So I guess the best way to put it is that. Alfredo had to grow to become one of my more liked albums this year. Whereas Boldy James, Price of Tea of China, the first chance I was able to actually sit down and listen to the words he was saying, 
because the very first time I listened to it when it came out, I just threw it on in the background as I was cleaning up and stuff like that. And I remember hearing, oh, okay, okay, I heard, I heard that was Benny. Oh, okay, you know what I'm saying? But I couldn't really make out anything that was happening. The first time I actually got to sit down and listen to it, I was like, oh, shit, this is tight. Um, uh, so, yeah. Alfredo and the price of tea in China. When I look at them side by side, I got to say that I look at albums on a like you know production lyrics flow features sequencing you know those are things i consider when somebody asks me oh which album like why do you like this album more than that one so production i gotta give it to price of tea in china like such memorable such more memorable beats in my opinion um some of the standout ones for me gotta be surf and turf like I said that watery uh, Miami not, I don't want to say Miami I get a midnight club feel if that makes any sense I get a midnight club feel from surf and turf like a midnight club thing that takes place on the beach I don't know make it make sense um, run in stand out beat like damn near surf and turf through snort is just like the beats I think are really 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 well crafted and then Mustard and Speed Demon Freestyle are top notch too and then even though Phone Bill and Grey October Giant Slide and Caruth they all blend with the lyrics and his voice so well that they don't the beats don't necessarily stand out to me but they're still like oh okay like this is still like damn near perfect like it just y'all walk hand in hand rather than one overshadowing the other one at points like pinto i'd say there are points in pinto where the beat is just like so grandiose where it's like oh my god no gotta i gotta go back because i wasn't even listening to what the fuck he was saying just now um so yeah, I'd have to give the production to the price of tea in China. Even on Alfredo, those shouts out for that one are uh, God is Perfect. That's definitely one of the uh, best beats of the year so far for me. Frank Lucas and uh, Skinny Suge and Babies and Fools. So yeah, like out of those 10 tracks, I think he's got four really, really like standout, standout beats on there. And again, the other ones that are still really good, but just took more of a more of a little bit to grow on me. And then what we got? Uh, lyrics. Man, lyrics. I gotta give it to Boldy. And because the price of tea in China feels like a damn movie. Because. So I'll say, you know, you got Caruth and Giant Slide. Those are cool, like, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if that's what. Vignettes? I don't know. That they throw in the beginning. And then Surf and Turf, the way that Surf and Turf goes into run-ins, it just like you can tell like that's when the movie starts. And then like that's when the shit like the, the rising action like, oh okay, like we in it. And then into run-ins. To get some exposition and shit. Uh, and <laughs> um, scrape the bowl. Pinto. 
slow roll, like just the progression of the griminess and then the, the grandness. We on the road. Bringing they talking pinto. Like they, they on the road doing their thing. And then slow roll, we come back. You know what I'm saying? We roll back through the hood. You know what I'm saying? We got the, the nice whips and shit like that. We got one more. And then goes into snort where I feel like that's like the... In mindset, like how hype I get, I feel like that's the the turn up scene of it. And then Gray October, he slows down, and then the way that it just ends with Mustard and Speed Demon Freestyle, like him settling into that role of like the the calm voiced, cool nigga villain. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't know. He's like, yeah, I did my dirt, and like he, I don't know. It's just some real shit. I don't know. Like. In my head, when I listen to the lyrics of Prosty in China, it just sounds like a movie. And the individual tracks on Alfredo are cool, but I've seen, like, uh, I actually want to watch, I think I saw something on Twitter about Alfredo, the movie, something like that. So I definitely have to check that out because that might um, raise my opinion of the lyrics. But just right now, listening to them and stuff like that, it doesn't really, again, songs like Scotty Beam and uh, Babies and Fools, God is Perfect, those songs still definitely bang lyrically, but it's just as an overall project, nah, that, that cinematic feeling I get from both of is, is crazy. The flow, I have to say they, they, they're they even in their own beast, you know what I'm saying, apples and oranges. Um, I've been listening to both these projects more, but I think that's more so because of, like, like just the whole package, you know what I'm saying? But when I dissect when it's looking at their flows individually, um shit like Snort is the perfect example of to where I'm like, I can't pick. I can't pick between you fuckers. You know what I'm saying? Just just do y'all thing. So the flow, alright, the features. The features um is interesting. I wanted to look at that because like I said gave um let me to a little bit of their shine, but I wanted to kind of do like a little versus thing. So there's, cause there's four features on each of the projects. So it lines up pretty well. Um, I'm going to say that Benny's versus cancel each other out <laughs> because, because yeah, I mean, they're just both hard. I mean, even though I think that his one on Alfredo is harder, like might as well just, it's easy. Benny to Benny, his one on Alfredo is better. Uh, Vince, I'm gonna put Vince up against Tyler. And if I'm looking at those two songs, those two tracks, I'd have to go with Vince's verse. Tyler, I, I love how he just let him spaz and he let him go and go, but man, Vince's inflections and the way he can just hop, hop up off the porch, could have ran a 40 and a faux flat, faux, faux, snuck. Like the way his inflections and stuff, the way he ride the beat. Yeah, I would have to give it to Vince if I put him up against Tyler. So in uh, evidence, I'll put him up against Rick Ross. And I think that they both did a real good job on the on the beast that they were given. And I think that I would maybe... Whew, I think that I would maybe give the edge to, to evidence. I think I have to give the edge to evidence. I like the the material that Ross had in his bars. But what I was going to get into uh, earlier was that I don't think they 
his song Nobody's Favorite off of uh, Port of Miami 2 and that's just one of my favorite verses of his ever so I have a habit of when I hear a Ross verse comparing that to it so whereas evidence I felt like he just him and the beat molded together real nice him and Boldy having that uh laid back vibe like the feature just I think overall enhanced the song more than Ross's feature added to uh Scotty B which leaves Freddie taking on Conway whew and that's a goddamn tie Freddie gives verse on snort is it is it a tie though I don't know cause Conway like I said I love the progression of his verse I, get, I really did, but the flow and the way that Freddie was rapping on Snort, it made me, yeah, had me goddamn feeling like I snorted. Yeah, like, man. I gotta make a damn decision. And I think that I'm gonna have to give it... I'm gonna have to give it to Freddie. I'm gonna have to give it to Freddie. I'm gonna have to give Freddie props on... Boldy's project. So there you go. So when it comes to the features, I'd have to say that um, Price is in China. I'd have to take it. But Benny, Benny held strong. Benny did indeed hold strong for the uh, for the Alfredo squad. That kind of that hurt. <laughs> Thinking about that. Um, so yeah, overall, there's only one category that that they tied in. So if it's not not any secret now, I like I like Boldy's project better. I like the price of tea in China. It's up there. It's probably in contention. It's definitely going to be in the top three for album of the year. If three albums can come out in the next five months that top Project in China, then that's going to be scary. That's going to be a scary 2020. Because the replayability is there. The, like what I pull from each track every time I listen to it. Like it's just it's one of those that really gets better the more you listen to it. And Alfredo, I think, is up there it's a good project but I listen to it about as much as I listen to Freddy and Fetty I have to say so in closing let's see where are the damn over down somewhere oh yeah so like I said in closing Everything that's been going on in the world, it's been nice to just sit back, unwind, and release some emotion and some passion through through music. That's been one of my main outlets the last four months. So, um, you know, I want to thank Alchemist One for producing both these bodies of work and everything he's been doing for Conway and whoever else the hell in the industry. Like he's everywhere. They got his fingerprints everywhere. So I want to thank him for providing these beats that inject the, the that soul into the soul, man. 
and boldly i'm definitely gonna go back and listen to some more of your projects if you got any more coming out soon i think i saw you had one coming out maybe in the next couple months or something like that i'll check that out for sure you definitely up there is one of my favorite rappers now and freddie keep doing your thing you and Mad Lib really got that third album coming or something like that. I forget. I think I heard Mont- Montana might be the title. Definitely gonna check that out. More of that guy that's perfect shit. And uh and Frank Lucas. We need some more of that. Like that 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 right there was spazzy. But yeah. Thank y'all for coming through, listening. I hope y'all being safe out there. Wash your hands. And, yep, until next time, silence is heard.